0: This is the Sport Market, featuring the bulls and bears of sport business from coast to coast. Here's your host, Tom Mayanek.
1: Best of the season to you. Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. And here's to us finishing the year 2023 strong and setting the stage for a happy, healthy, and wonderful 2024. Yes, the world's got a lot of challenges it's dealing with. It's not a pretty place to be in some parts of the globe. But the bottom line is positive thinking. And this time of year, it, there's a premium on positive thinking. You want to set the tone. Be confident, be positive, be optimistic of the year ahead. You can't control everything, but focus on what you can control and everything else will follow from there. And if you're a sports fan, it's especially easy to be optimistic and positive this weekend because there is a literal buffet of wall-to-wall sport television. Some of it, of course, captured on the sport market podium funded by Alpine Credits, our top three sport business stories of the week, and captured because there's a record seven standalone games in the NFL this week. Seven. It all began... With the surprising L.A. Rams, another win for them on Amazon Prime against the New Orleans Saints. That was on Thursday Night Football. Today, there are two standalone NFL games. Cincinnati-Pittsburgh on NBC and Bulls—sorry, uh, Bill's Chargers on Pete. Then, of course, a slate of games on Saturday sorry Sunday afternoon leading to the standalone game that is Sunday night football on 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 the NFL network this time around and that is Pats Broncos and then a triple header only second year that the NFL has done this it is a triple header of games on Christmas Day you've got Raiders Chiefs on CBS New York Giants Eagles on Fox and Ravens 49ers closing things out on ABC ESPN. Now that Ravens 49ers, that is a potential Super Bowl preview. It's a matchup between two, 11 and three teams and make no mistake this is big for the NFL to be offering a record seven standalone games, which is basically just flexing muscles for further primetime growth to Tuesday night football and and potentially beyond. It is not just quantity. It's quality of the 14 teams playing. There's a 10 of them that have winning records. There's very few dogs here. I mean, you could uh, argue that, you know, Pat's Broncos isn't the AFC matchup that it might've been years ago, but it still is very intriguing to see. And from a Canadian perspective, Does Nathan Rourke find a way into the action? You never say never in the business of sport. It would happen after the Patriots signed him to their 53-man roster. But it's not just the NFL that's going hog wild with premium television across the board on multiple platforms. It's the NBA as well. The NBA has its typical Christmas day triple uh, quintuple header featuring Boston Celtics against the LA Lakers middle of the uh, middle of the pack of those five games. And certainly Boston, Los Angeles and NBA basketball, that is a heritage matchup indeed. And for fans of the Vancouver Canucks, it's also a big weekend for the national hockey league. Now, unlike the NBA and the NFL, the NHL is, takes time off. It's part of the collective bargaining agreement where they're closed shop from the 24th to the 27th and then come back after the Christmas break. What the Vancouver Canucks are trying to do is go into the Christmas break with the best overall record in the National Hockey League. And none of us would have had that on Bingo cards uh, first week of October when the NHL season uh, tipped off when the NHL season faced off this is a big Saturday night 14 games in the National Hockey League including 4 of them on Hockey Night in Canada on Sportsnet and CBC uh you've also got seven college football games uh, bowl games on Saturday but check it out Leafs Columbus Blue Jackets, Pittsburgh, Ottawa. That's the early game on Hockey Night in Canada. And the two uh, later games, Calgary Flames traveling to the Los Los Angeles Kings and then the San Jose Sharks visiting the Vancouver Canucks. And the Canucks go into the game with an active streak of 6-0-2 in their last eight. They were 2-0-2 on this road trip, uh, were a botched 2-0 uh, in overtime away from gaining 7 of 8 points, but 6 of 8 points is nothing to sneeze at. It would be, moral victory is the wrong word, but it would be a significant statement of the first third of this Vancouver Connect season if they could sustain the league lead. And they should be able to do that with the win over the San Jose Sharks. They do that, They've got three or four days to think about what they've accomplished under Rick Tockett. And Canucks fans will have a few days to cool their jets after a pace of play. Obviously, it's been challenging for the Canucks, and you have to give them credit, despite how many games they've had packed into their schedule. And they've played four more games than the L.A. Kings and four more games than the uh, New York Rangers. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, teams around them have got significant games in hand. But despite that pace of play, the Canucks have done what they've done: twenty two, nine, and two. That's a significant uh, accomplishment, no question. But it's also a good accomplishment for Canucks fans <laughs> to be hanging in there. Well on Thursday night to take in the last two periods and the OT of the game. And I'll tell you, there was definitely a buzz in the air on this Canucks team. And we'll get into that and more with John Festinger from the UBC Law School, from Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, B.C., and also from Chandler Fogden-Lyman. We'll get into What this means for the Canucks, what should the Canucks front office regroup around coming out of the Christmas break? What are the absolute hot buttons and priorities for the second two-thirds of the season coming out of the Christmas holidays from a Canucks business point of view? Because make no mistake, all the commentary last year at this time was negative about how toxic... The Vancouver Canucks had become. You're now well into the Jim Rutherford, Patrick Alvine, Emily Castangay, Cami Granado administration, and with Rick Tockett and company as your coaching staff. You couldn't be further away from that toxicity in such a short period of time than the Canucks have managed to get them. And the conversation is not only more, the conversation is just basically fantasia and, 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 and optimism that Canucks fans haven't felt in, in more than a decade. We'll get into that with John Festinger next right here on the Sport Market. And we'll also welcome on board our Buy and Sell panel presented by Pastime Sports and Games with Aziz Rajwani of the UBC Sauder School of Business and Langara College School of Management. We will also make reference to our FAST Podium funded by Alpine Credits, our top three sport business stories of the week. We've all been talking about one of them, the silver medal story on the podium, funded by Alpine Credits. And that is the seven, the record seven standalone NFL games this week. And then we'll finish the hour strong by throwing you the sport market pitch presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits, not just health and dental, not just medical but a complete toolkit for your business. Chambers plan and it's 40 years of experience allows chambers plan advisors advisors to set you up right with the best employee benefits package. That is a package that is not only reflective of their knowledge of Canadian companies but of Canadian employees. We'll get into that and a lot more next, right here on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver, the Sportsnet Radio Network, and the Sport Market Radio Network.
0: Now, more of the Sport Market, rating and debating the Bulls and Bears of sports business.
2: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's really good. I mean, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of confidence. You guys are, are very. Um, you know, it's, a, it's a close group, and uh, these, are, these kind of moments are good. It builds character, um, and uh, you know, good, for the, good for the guys. I mean, I know they're disappointed, um, but we got to get some rest. we got one more game for the holidays, big game, and then we have much-deserved rest. The guys deserve it. Better. We get one game in about seven days, so that's a, that's a big seven days for us so to get some guys reset.
1: Vancouver Canucks head coach Rick Tockett Reflecting on the job at hand, and that is finishing the pre-Christmas schedule with a win against the San Jose Sharks at Rogers Arena, part of Hockey Night in Canada, 14 games on the NHL slate tonight, four of them featured on Hockey Night in Canada, and of course the Canucks and the Sharks closing things out here on the West Coast. John Festinger (coughs) joins us here from Chandler Fogden-Lyman, also from the UBC Law School and from Thompson Rivers University in Kamloops, B.C. He's former executive vice president, business operations for Canuck Sports and Entertainment. 6-0-2 in their last eight games, John. That's the hockey operations task, defeating, beating the San Jose Sharks tonight on home ice. What's the business ops task, given all the gifts that this team have, have given the Canucks, Uh, From a marketing and from a fan engagement point of view, what has to be the priority over the Christmas holidays and into January? What would be the focus of Michael Doyle and the management team?
2: So I I think there's a couple of things, but the the first and obvious one is not to take... Advantage in some mean spirited way of of all these gifts, and just raise prices on sponsors or on fans, because we we've seen how that goes that does not go well unless you can sustain over the long term. So think about the tough times. remember how tough it was uh, as you go forward. And in that vein, you got to fortify and strengthen a couple of things. But there's some really interesting things you can do, and I'm sure they know how to do all of this, and they're way ahead of me. Um, but make it easy for new sponsors. You know, package. Um, you know, give discounts. Do whatever you can to backfill your 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 sponsorship uh, list. Um, Use the entire province. The entire province is the Canucks Territory. There's a lot of wonderful economic things happening around the province. Uh, Use that. Do high-profile charitable partnerships when everybody wants to be your partner. Um, Mostly remember the tough times. A couple of things on on the promotion side, I think, and you can't push these but identify the identity of this team as soon as you can. We don't know what it is, so we need to create it. The one thing I would say is do not fall back into, and I had something to do with creating this, do not easily fall back into we are all Canucks. Give it a little more time, use that. It's it's in your wheelhouse, just like the 12th man was always in the Seahawks wheelhouse. But use it at the right moment. Don't give in to the temptation to use it too soon.
1: Vancouver Canucks, on the hockey side of things, they're first in the Pacific, first in the Western Conference, first in the NHL. They've got the tiebreaker against the Vegas Golden Knights who uh, also have 47 points. The Canucks are 22-9-3, 7-1-2 in their last 10, 6-0-2 after this 2-0-2 road trip. And essentially, the Canucks, if they're getting a point, Every road game they're obviously well ahead of the curve it's time though to convert john festinger and myself into our buy and sell panel presented by pastime sports and games
0: it's time to buy sell or hold on the sport market the stock market of sport
1: Presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Mark the date in your calendar. Saturday, December 30th. It is Marcus Naslund Day at Pastime Sports and Games at the new Langley store on 202nd and 64th in the township of Langley. You can get more information on the Marcus Naslund signing, which begins 1 o'clock next Saturday, December 30th, it's Marcus Naslin's first visit to Vancouver since before the pandemic. He was here February of 2020 to help honor Henrik and Daniel Sedin in their uh, Jersey retirement ceremony. He's had his own Jersey Uh, go to the Rafters at Rogers Arena and certainly uh, one of the more popular Vancouver Canucks of all time. Again, for more information, just check it out at pastimesports.ca. Round one of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games featuring John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani. And we may find a way to get uh, Tino Farah into it if we've got a lacrosse storyline here who are you buying has the better record at the end of the year? The Vancouver Canucks who are currently first Pacific first West first in the league or the Winnipeg jets who are first in the central and second in the West, uh, uh tied for second in the West and fifth overall in the league. John Festinger, who are you buying jets Canucks to have the better record at the end of the year?
2: Two very well-coached teams. Uh, I think they'll be close, but I am going to stick with the Canucks. I think there's just—you know what it is about the Canucks? Do you really feel that they're playing great? I know the record shows it, but I feel like they can play better. Um, They've they've got some strengths— uh, that uh, that that they haven't fully exploited yet. Uh, sometimes they don't play as well as they should. They've got e- players if- who are benched, you know, in 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 Kuzmenko. Um, so I think there's still a, a ways to go for the Canucks, and they're top of the league. And I don't, I feel they're playing obviously very well, but I don't feel like they're playing out of their minds or anything. Even if they're somewhere on the power play, halfway
1: between where they are. Are now, which is actually they're misfiring on the power play. You can't expect them to sustain the deadly force that they inflicted on other NHL teams on, on, on the power play earlier this year. But if they can get halfway between, that would be a significant. I, I do agree with you. I think there's more to. More to be shown by this team. And Thatcher Demko for the most part has been really strong. Uh Casey DeSmith as well has been has been good, but they've also had some weak moments. E- every goaltender has that. The question is, does Connor Hellebuck have more bad moments in the in the second two-thirds of the season, or is it Demko and DeSmith?
2: And and just last word on this, obviously, it'll come down to injuries. So, let, you and know. they've
1: been very healthy so far for the right. most part.
2: So, you know, all it takes is one or two injuries to either the Jets or the Canucks, and that changes the equation. So, let's not forget that.
1: Aziz Rajwani of the UBC Sauder School of Business, Langara College School of Management. Who are you buying? Has the better record at season's end? The Winnipeg Jets, who currently have forty-three points after thirty-two games. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, yeah, thirty-two games played, or the Vancouver Canucks, who are twenty-two nine and three with 47 points after 34 games play disease
3: and I to say Tom that's a really good buy and sell question because it's really tough to decide you know it's not obvious and so my investment guru Yogi Berra once said it's tough to make predictions especially about the future but I think I am going to make a prediction and my prediction is that the Canucks end up a little bit I hope Winnipeg does really well because they're a Canadian team And, uh, you know, they're a small market team, the Green Bay Packers of the NHL, if you want to call them that. Although right now the the Arizona Coyotes might be the worst, not worst, but the smallest market in terms of attendance, big market, but very small attendance. But I think that the Jets are obviously punching about their weight and I hope they continue to do so. But I think the Canucks have built, and I know Tom, I know John said, you know, he doesn't know what their identity is. And I guess I just got to say their identity is, it, it is what it is. And it seems to be working. The culture that they've built the camaraderie that they've built on the away games, especially the fact that they're winning, building confidence and winning begets winning all of these kinds of things bode well for them. You know, they've got injured players that are coming back on defense. Susie coming back will be a big, will be a big help. And I think they've in this first half of the season, they've created that culture of winning and they believe in themselves and therefore anything's attainable. And I think they'll do really, really well. And It will eclipse the Winnipeg Jets overall would be my prediction. I'm willing to put a little bit of money on it for sure.
1: We've got a one-minute second round here. We're going to go around the horn on uh, with you guys as part of our buy-and-sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Again, visit pastimesports.ca for all the details on the Marcus Nasland autograph signing session Saturday, December 30th at the new Langley location. John? Have you revised what you're buying in terms of how many Canadian-based teams make the playoffs out of the group of seven?
2: Um, I'm going with four, which is, I think, where I was. Um, And I think the Oilers are going to make it in addition to the other three are completely clear at this point. The Canucks, the Jets, and the Maple Leafs, I don't think we have to worry about. I just don't see how the Oilers don't make it. They're not going to make it into the top three. They're going to make it as a wild card team.
1: Uh, Aziz Rajwani, what are you buying in this, re- in this regard?
2: I'm exactly the same.
3: I've been consistent in saying four out of seven and saying that predicting even further into the future, which is contrary to what I just said before about Yogi Berra, Berra's quote, is that I'm predicting in the future that hopefully it be five out of seven. Uh, I know that Ottawa has floundered a little bit, but Ottawa and Montreal, I think, are the next ones up to to take it or maybe Calgary can improve as well. But I I would hope that in the future, after next year, that we have five Canadian teams regularly in the NHL playoffs and create that uh, uh, that great uh, uh, culture that we have in Canada about hockey.
1: Toronto, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Edmonton. Those are the four Canadian-based franchises that make the playoffs in my books. We'll have more buy and sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games. It's all part of the sport market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver.
0: The Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 presents The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson.
4: Laker legend Fremaduil Jabbar fell and broke his hip at an L.A. concert. He would still start for the Detroit Pistons. Pistons lost their 25th straight, this time at home against the Utah Jazz of half their G League team. Wow, four-time NBA All-Star center Demarcus Cousins signed a 10-day four-game contract with the Taiwan Beer Leopards. I don't know if this is like a trial, or they just need him for a big series against the Beijing Wine Dragons. Yoshinobu Yamamoto to the Dodgers. No one happier in LA lately than sushi restaurateurs. Yoshi, move over, Philly fanatic. Baseball's got a new green dinosaur. And Tommy DeVito's agent, Sean Stilato, green suit and black fedora at the Saints game. He's either auditioning to be a Batman villain or Grand Marshal of New Jersey's St. Patrick's Day parade. The Giants got smoked in New Orleans. DeVito may burn out faster than Amazon's Fire Phone.
0: You've been listening to The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson, a special feature of the sport market. Listen again on the podcast and stay tuned Tuesdays at noon at Facebook.com slash the sport market You're listening to the Sport Market. Once again, here's your host, Tom Annette.
1: Before we get into round 3 of Buy and Sell presented by Pastime Sports and Games, all part of the Sport Market, rating debating the bulls and bears of sport business here on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver and the Sportsnet Radio Network, just want to reiterate How good a position, not just the Canucks are in, but Canadian teams in general, despite the brutal start by the Edmonton Oilers, despite how disappointing the Ottawa Senators have been. This is a pretty good slate for the group of seven Canadian-based franchises. The three teams that would make the playoffs if they began today are all divisional playoff teams. Uh, They're not relying on a wild card. And you've got essentially at the top of the pack, the Canucks who are first in the Pacific, first in the West, first in the league, hard to top that. Winnipeg is first in the central, one point ahead of the Dallas Stars, uh, third in the West and fifth in the league overall. And then even the Toronto Maple Leafs who have been, you know, very inconsistent, They're still 16, 8, and 6 with 38 points. They're 5, 2, and 3 in their last 10. They've lost two in a row. But they're basically just six points behind the Boston Bruins despite those inconsistencies. And then you've got the Oilers, who appear to be on an upward trajectory. The Flames have won three straight. They're in the top 10 in the Western Conference. And then you've got the Montreal Canadiens, who uh, remarkably are just three points behind the second wild card. This does set itself up to possibly have four or more. And and I've always talked about the over-under. If you get four of the seven Canadian-based franchises into the playoffs, you've got a lot to work with. If you're Rogers as the rights holders, if you're a league-wide sponsor, uh, if you're merchandisers, uh, you get a lot to work with in terms of April, May, and potentially June excitement. Round three of buy and sell featuring John Festinger, Aziz Rajwani, and myself is who are you buying? Or are you buying that the Seattle Seahawks make the playoffs? They're seven and seven going into action tomorrow in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans, uh, John Festinger. Uh, the Seahawks were in a bit of a slump. Drew Locke scored a very a, a must-win to keep their playoff playoff hopes alive. Are you buying that they are viable playoff team?
2: I, I'm changing my mind on this. I didn't think they were. Um, I do now because when you look at their remaining schedule, they've got some reasonably easier games there's no easy game in the nfl um and you know as long as it's not between them and the la rams for example because i think the rams are going to make the playoffs um uh, they can be a, i think uh, the seahawks will be a wild card just barely
1: i mean they've obviously got to win at least two of the three remaining games to be in the conversation. There's such a traffic jam in the middle of the pack in wildcard pursuit in the National Football League. It'll make for a very interesting last three weeks of the season. The Rams, by the way, went to 8-7 and seven on Thursday Night Football with that win over the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Seahawks are 7-7 seven and seven after Drew Locke and, and, and company uh, scored the at-home win against the, uh, the suddenly slumping Philadelphia Eagles. Aziz Rajwani, are you buying that Pete Carroll and Drew Locke and Geno Smith, Seattle Seahawks, are a playoff team?
3: Sorry, my fortune teller texted me a couple of weeks ago because she's on real time with me and she told me what to say a couple of weeks ago and at that time I said that as long as they won one out of two against uh, the 49ers in Philadelphia and then they run the table on the next three, they'll make it and I still think that's possible and not just possible, it's probable because they play the Titans, the Steelers and the Cardinals, whereas the Minnesota Vikings have to beat the Lions twice. Now, it depends on the last game or the Lions have anything to gain in that last game or not, and they have to play the Packers who are fighting for a playoff spot as well They're below Seattle. So I think Seattle can definitely do it if they run the table, and I think they have good odds of running the table, so I'm definitely putting uh, putting some more money into the Seattle Seahawks making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, if they do run the table, then they have to hope that the Los Angeles Rams don't run the table because the Rams, of course, have had the better of the Seahawks this year. They win that tiebreaker uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. That's another. uh, I'm going to suggest that they are a playoff team, that Pete Carroll finds a way to get things done. It'll be very interesting to see uh, what happens at quarterback in these last three games of the season. Round four of Buy and Sell, presented by Pastime Sports and Games, hosting Marcus Naslin Day, Saturday, December 30th, beginning at 1 p.m. at the New Langley location of Pastime Sports and Games. You can get all the detail, including registration information at pastimesports.ca. John Festinger, NBA, NFL. Are you buying that they continue to coexist as is in the years to come in sharing the television landscape on Christmas Day? Three NFL games, a triple header, five NBA games, a quintuple header. Are you buying that that is sustainable and uh, if not even optimal and and and, and growth p- possible?
2: I don't know that it's optimal, Um, I don't see the NBA backing down, uh, and they staked out the territory. What I find fascinating is the NFL no longer wants to dominate one day a week or own one day a week, as we used to say. They want all seven or at least five of the seven. Um, So I don't see the NFL backing down either. I think it is just going to be a straight demographics battle um to to see who's on top and n- nobody's going to be doing anything but watching television on Christmas day
1: and and make no mistake the NFL held off for years allowed the NBA to go from a triple header to what is now a quintuple header on Christmas day up until this season Christmas day was the NBA's Tip off. It really was. Uh, sort of like in the CFL, where a lot of CFL followers say that it really begins in earnest after Labor Day weekend. Same uh, thing with the NBA. Christmas Day was when the networks fired up big time with that promotional push. Now the NFL has. As they, they couldn't help themselves. They wanted to have part of the action. By making that decision, they automatically become the dominant force. There's just no question. You're going to be 15 to 20 million average national audience for the uh, Christmas Day games two 3 million for the NBA games. Uh, I do believe, however, that it's in both parties' interests to stay on Christmas Day now that they're in it, now that you've got this wall-to-wall Uh, television. Uh, The NBA would be making a mistake, in my view, if they vacated uh, Christmas Day, because make no mistake, there's not just average national audience, there's aggregate national audience. And when the NBA is going up against an NFL that's got a triple header, there is a lot of opportunities to share audience cumulative, the, the you know, people tuning in for a minute or more of the games as opposed to the average national audience. Uh, Aziz Rajwani, uh, your take, are you buying that five and three, uh, eight NFL and NBA games can give everybody who's involved what they need going forward?
3: Well, Mark Cuban may not be the owner of the Dallas Mavericks anymore, at least from a controlling perspective. Uh, although he controls, well, the, he is uh, a controlling. He is a controlling owner. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, but he no. He doesn't have controlling interest
1: though. He's controlling basketball operations. even though he's a vote, minority owner.
3: Yeah, he's a minority owner. That's what I'm saying. When push comes to shove, everything comes to shove. There's one owner that controls the shares and the votes. Therefore, and that's someone else. So he's a. But remember, I'm just going back to him though. Pigs get fat. Hogs get slaughtered. So he should be welcoming the NFL coming on any day because he said they're gonna get slaughtered. Doesn't look like they are. Obviously they own Thanksgiving Day, they own Turkey Day. And maybe the penny stock is in the future the NBA will compete on on Thanksgiving Day to offer the NFL some competition. But I think this is great and it's gotta be driven by the broadcast the partners and sponsors as well. The people that are on the broadcast rights, they think this is good and it must be they're paying billions. And they're telling the NFL, well, do this. And the NFL is following along, obviously not, you know, after having looked at the merits of it. And I think it's great to have all this sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's uh, football, on Christmas Day, and people can tune in wherever they feel like they want to and then tune in, tune in on multiple platforms to see what's going on. And especially, you know, we, you've raised this point before, but with gambling, people have a lot more at stake. It's not just their home team. If they're actually gambling, They are a lot more interested, and they're
1: willing to watch it on multiple platforms, and that's good. He's Aziz Rajwani. uh, John Festinger's in the house. Tom Manick, we're all happy to have you along for the ride here. Uh, To me, this is television heaven, and it all comes back to storytelling as far as I'm concerned. The NFL has the holiday season owned from Thanksgiving on they have that triple header on Thanksgiving Thursday. That's become part of the American culture in the same way the Super Bowl is in early early February. But now, when you have got the triple header uh, plus the... Uh, uh, Sorry, the, the, the triple header on Thanksgiving, you bookend it with the triple header on Christmas Day. It's almost like the logical way to conclude the season with Thanksgiving and Christmas Day bookending not only the holiday season of travel and shopping and retail, but the holiday season of television watching. I do believe the NFL obviously will always be the dominant force, but it would be a mistake for the NBA to back off. That is our four rounds of buy and sell. I'm going to do a quick bonus one here for you guys on the panel. John Festinger, are you buying that Nathan Rourke gets into action for the New England Patriots uh, now that they've put him on their 53-man roster? Does he play a down in the last three weeks of the season?
2: I sure hope so. Um, I believe he will. The Patriots are so bad. Uh, they, they need a miracle. And those of us who have watched Nathan Rourke play in Vancouver, um, we know that's possible. He, um, he has something special. So it would be really amazing if that happened, and I believe it will.
1: Aziz are you buying that Nathan Work gets into some actual NFL regular season action with the Patriots?
2: Yes, I'm definitely hoping
3: so. And you know, I, although people may question Belichick as a coach and all that kind of stuff, but hopefully with a with with some good quote unquote coaching and some confidence that he can actually pull something off and and exhibit that he can play in both leagues and more importantly that he can play in the
0: NFL. Yes.
1: Uh all I can say is I hope that when Bill Belichick is meeting with Nathan Rourke in private, that he's a little bit more excited than he was in talking to the media but, a, about but, Nathan Rourke. I mean, that was like basically poker face like you've never seen before.
3: Yeah, but when he comes on podcasts, and I don't listen to any of these podcasts, but I've heard that he's much livelier and more entertaining. He came up with a good, really good line about Taylor Swift, et cetera, on one of his when he was on a podcast, et cetera. So he just gotta he just doesn't have to be in front of everyone and I think he just that's just his stick and it'll continue, but privately I'm sure he, I'm sure he is he, more he's more than what appears to be publicly.
1: Yeah, he he, he was far from uh, enthralled. Let's put it the, that way. In that media availability earlier this week, big shout out and thank you to John Festinger and Aziz Rajwani for being part of the buy and sell panel presented by Pastime Sports and Games. Visit Pastimesports.ca not only for all the details on Upper Deck The Cup, which was released earlier this week, the twenty one twenty two version. That the 21-22 collection of the Cup by Upper Deck, but also for information on the Marcus Naslin Day signing session, Saturday, December 30th at the Langley location of Pastime Sports and Games. Just visit pastimesports.ca. We'll finish the hour strong with the Sport Market pitch presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. That is next right here on the Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 Vancouver.
0: You're listening to the sport market on Sportsnet 650.
1: In the podium, funded by Alpine Credits, our top three sport business stories of the week, gold goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers. They sign Yamamoto. To a 12-year, $325 million deal guaranteed, he joins Shohei Ohtani at 700 million, macro terms of contract. Of course, that's uh, basically a $20 million deal over the first 10 years or over the 10 years of his playing and then 10 years deferred at $680 million over the course of that additional decade. And then Tyler Glasnow uh, acquired from the... Tampa Bay Rays and signed to an extension. The Dodgers spending more than a billion dollars on three free agents. The remaining 29 of the 30 teams in major league baseball didn't even spend that. The 29 teams combined were at about 870 million Uh, NFL's holiday television model. With seven, a record seven standalone games happening this weekend is silver. And the Detroit Lions pushing the envelope on ticket prices, indicating that they're going to jack prices by 33%. uh, Some categories 85%, some premium seats going up 150%, which sets the stage for the sport market pitch presented by Chambers' plan.
0: Here's the sport market pitch. You're up. Tom Mayonex Sports Business Proposals of the Week.
1: Presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. It's not just medical and dental. It is an entire toolkit for your business and for protecting your employees. Get started today at chamberplan.ca. Back in 1996, the Detroit Red Wings went into the playoffs, selling out every game at Joe Lewis Arena. They wound up jacking up the ticket prices 50% going into the playoffs. And in the first round, the first home game, and remember the Red Wings were the top notch NHL team at this time, there were 2000 empty seats for the first couple of playoff games. Detroit, Red Wings fans, among the most passionate on the planet, balked. They basically pushed back on the ticket gouge, and a lot of them didn't come back as season ticket holders for many years. The Detroit Lions have got to be careful of the same outcome. Now, not to say that they've got room to grow because they've had among the least expensive seats in the entire NFL. They have filled sold out Ford Field at $65,000 and change for the last few years, so they've at least got that. And even with the increase that they've proposed, 33% year over year on average, they basically wind up being middle of the pack in terms of NFL ticket pricing. That doesn't matter, though. In a market like Detroit, in these macroeconomic conditions, my pitch is is to the Lions front office to make sure that they transition. They don't necessarily, uh, you know, try to do everything in one year. And if they are intent on 33% increase, make sure that season ticket holders who are renewing have some kind of added incentive, some kind of reward for sticking with the franchise during those lean years. That would go a long way to retaining sellouts at Ford Field and keeping the fan base and the core of season ticket holders happy now that the Lions are actually doing something that they haven't done for more than a decade. And that is when they very much look like they are playoff bound, the Detroit Lions. That is the Sport Market Pitch presented by Chambers Plan Employee Benefits. Again, for more information, just visit the website, chamberplan.ca. You'll see that it's not just medical uh, benefits. It's an entire toolkit for your business and for your employees want to say thank you to Aziz Rajwani of the UBC Solder School of Business, Langara College School of Management, and to John Festinger of Chandler Foglin Lyman, the UBC Law School, and Thompson Rivers University, and of course to Tino Farah in the producer's chair. We're going to close out this hour of the sport market with a lighter side take, a lighter side holiday take on the business of sport.
0: The Sport Market on Sportsnet 650 presents The Raw Ross-
4: of sport with Torben Rolson.
1: The NHL and Diamond Sports Group reached
4: agreement for 11 U.S. cities to retain local broadcasting rights through the end of the season. Reached a poolside for comment. The Florida Panthers TV viewer says he is thrilled. Did you see that 7-year-old girl answer on the Colorado Avalanche broadcast? She sounded like she was possessed by Stephen A. Smith. I need an old priest and a young priest. Connor Bedard hosted his favorite childhood team, the Canucks, in Chicago. After the Blackhawks lost, it might have been tempting to say, this ain't your boyhood Canucks team, Connor. Considering he was Five during the 2011 Finals run. It may be the closest to them yet. Rookies Bedard and Victor Wembanyama met at the United Center in Chicago and exchanged autographed jerseys. Very nice sig from Connor on the top part of his eight. Wendy's auto looked like a seismograph missing a working part.
0: You've been listening to The Rolfson Report, the comedy of sport with Torben Rolfson. A special feature of The Sport Market. Listen again on the podcast and stay tuned Tuesdays at noon at facebook.com slash the sport market.